Hey, this is the Thrive Church Podcast. Our hope is this message will help you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to have you join us on a Sunday soon. Enjoy the message. Right now in this month, we are in a series of talks uh, around this, the only response. We're calling it the only response. And today's message that I have for you is, is this, rest for your soul. Rest for your soul. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, Jesus says this. He says, come to me all who are weary and heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and humble in heart. You will find rest for your souls. You will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. As we get into this message, let's just pray. Father, I thank you for every single person uh, being a part of Thrive Church today. Father, I thank you that you love them, that you know them, you see them. Father, I thank you for wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Now those words of Jesus in Matthew 11, I think are so applicable today. So applicable today and would fit in in a conversation today. Like, Like me, have you thought or said, I'm tired or I'm worn out? Or have you thought, I'm exhausted? You know, maybe if that's you, just type yup in the comments so other people know they are not alone. If you felt, man, I'm, I've been tired or exhausted or, man, I feel worn out. You know, in a conversation today, it's so many conversations I have with people, I hear people saying, I'm tired. I'm just worn out. I'm exhausted. I feel like I'm being pushed to the limit. And I'm not just talking about parents of newborns. Like I'm talking to everybody at all stages of life. Like newborn parents, you guys are champions. You're doing great. But hey, I'm talking to people who are from students to people who are living the retirement life. And people are saying, I am worn out. I am tired. And oftentimes it's not physical tired, but more of a mental or emotional tired. You could say that people's souls are tired because your soul is your mind, your will, and your emotions. That people's souls are tired. Is that you? Have you felt tired in this last little bit? Because life can be, can be, at times it can be a little draining, can't it? You can feel some of the pressures of life You know, statistically, anxiety is on the rise. Uh, The Gallup group, they they did a poll and they asked people who were full-time employees, they asked um, them, are you burnt out? And two-thirds of the respondents, this was just this year, said, I am burnt out. Two-thirds. That's huge. And I got thinking and, and praying like, why is this? Why are so many people, myself included at times, where are exhausted in life, where we're tired in life? 
And like, this isn't just because it's 2020 COVID, like before 2020 was happening. This was, this was there where people, I'm tired. I'm worn out. Could it be this? Could it be that we are living life in a way that we're not created for? That we're living life in a way that we're not created for? That is causing us to feel, feel burnt out or tired or weary throughout life as we go through just the day to day and we feel that grind. Could it be that we're living life in a way that we were not created for? And then at times, I think it can even make it worse because we try and do remedies, uh, like home remedies of, of fixing how we feel. Maybe more Netflix. Maybe, okay, I'll do a little bit of a uh, staycation or I'll take a personal day or I'll just say no, but it doesn't change it. Maybe the vacation is great, but then you get back to and you're right back to the same place of feeling tired when you get back to life. Why is it? I think whenever something is used in a way that it is not created for, it is harder. It, it's, it takes more effort. There is a struggle. You know, if you are trying to try taking a screw and hammering it into a piece of wood, that is going to be a bit of a struggle. It's going to be difficult as you're taking a screw and hammering it into a piece of wood. There might even be some frustration Maybe some, some banged up fingers. I don't know. Or there was this shed that I bought from Costco and it's one of those prefab plastic sheds. And I, I, and right on the box, it said requires two people to build. And I said, uh, uh, my name is Josiah Guernsey. I can do this. I own a drill. I can do this. And so I went about doing it. But the thing is, is this, this, the shed was like eight feet wide. It was all prefab. So you needed to hold it in a certain place and screw it at the same time on the opposite side. And so I was so much effort to do it. Why? Because I was trying to do something, but not how it was designed for. How, not something how it was designed for. Can you think of a time where you use something where it wasn't created for or designed for and how it was harder it was harder to get that job done. But when we use stuff the right way, how they're designed to use, man, there is a ease even in the midst of the work, right? If you just change out that hammer for a drill, it's going to be so much easier to drive that screw into the wood. When I finally, after a couple hours of trying to get this shed together on my own, trying to like with one of my, like my toe holding down one side, reaching across, trying to stretch the other to screw in the other side. Finally, I said, Natalie, I need your help. And I tell you, it was so much easier. Why? Because I was then doing how that was designed to be having just one person just simply hold the one side while I screwed in the other. It was easier there was an ease to it when you, when you do things how it was designed for. I think there is a rest that comes when we live life how we were designed to live. That there isn't a struggle, but there's actually a rest. That our lives are designed to be worshipped to God. 
that your life and my life is actually designed your whole life to be a wor- in worship to God, to be connected, our attention, our affection towards him, to have a lifestyle of a worship in all that we do. And now what, what does that mean, right? That's very broad. So for every part of our life to be an expression of worship to God, every part of our life to be an expression of worship to God, how we do our job or run our company, how we solve problems is, is an expression to worship to God, how we raise our kids, how we're generous, man, singing songs. That's a, that's an expression of worship, how we even cook or lack of cooking, right? How we, how we sit on the chair in the sun as it's, as it's coming up. That can be an expression of worship to God. How you are a spouse, how you treat your spouse can be a worship to God. Colossians 3.23 says this, whatever you do, uh, do your work heartily as for the Lord rather than for men. You know, we are designed to live a life of worship. And when we do, I believe it produces rest in your soul because you were created by God for this purpose, for re- for to worship him for every part of your life, every aspect of your life to be in worship to him as an offering or a sacrifice to him. And then when you do what you're created to do, there is an ease to it. There is a rest to it. Just as it's harder if I'm trying to hammer in that screw. But if I just change to the drill and, and do what it was created to do, there's an ease even in the midst of the work. In Matthew eleven twenty eight, 28, where Jesus says, Come to me, all who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart. You will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. So Jesus here, he's speaking to, uh, to us today, but when he was saying this verbally to people around him, they would have understood what a yoke is. A yoke, it's not a bad joke. No, a yoke, what it is, is where you have two oxen and there was this wooden piece that went around one oxen's neck and then the other oxen's neck and you would yoke them together And then they would plow the field or they would pull something and the term, they would be yoked together. They would take on a yoke together and they would partner in the work that they were to do. And oftentimes what they would do is they would put an older, um, older oxen with a younger oxen so that the younger oxen could learn the ways of the older one. And the older one was really doing the work. The younger one was more going along for the ride. Like, Hey, I'm an ox, right? And he would be going along with him and there would be an ease to it. He'd be learning the ways. So when Jesus is saying this, he's really saying, come partner with me, get yoked. So in other words, attach your life to me. Let me guide you through the work that is in front of you, through the daily life that is in front of you. And there will be an ease, a rest for your soul. 
Because what you try and do on your own, it's difficult. But instead, you allow, when you yoke or attach your life to Jesus, when you, when you do life with him, he then takes the weight and all what you get to do is you get to walk with him, work with him, watch how he does it, learn the unforced rhythms of his grace. There's an ease and a rest to it because Jesus takes the weight on. And so then there is a rest for your soul when you work with him. A worship lifestyle. A life lived as an expression of worship unto God and in partnership with him and in partnership with Jesus. Not trying to like, I'm going to worship him now, but instead just come to Jesus and you get to walk with him, work with him. And then your life then becomes worship as you just walk with him, work with him, allow him to lead you, to guide you. I think often I find the root of where I'm tired or worn out or where I feel, man, overwhelmed is when I'm trying to do something on my own. When I'm trying to solve that problem, be this, do that, meet that expectation on my own. And that's where I can feel tired Worn out. If I'm trying to be a husband just in my own strength, be a dad in my own strength, that is where I can feel weary. Be a pastor in my own strength. Write last week's message in my own strength. Can feel weary. And, and I think it's, this is where it comes in, where weariness or exhaustion comes, when we try and do it on our own. And isn't that actually where it came the first time ever in human history is where when mankind tried to do it on their own. When Adam and Eve, they decided, I'm going to do it on my own. And they took the apple because the serpent said, hey, you'll be like God. They thought, we're going to do it on our own. They ate it. Sin then separated them from God. And once they were separated from God, they had to do everything on their own. And in Genesis 3:17 it talks about that now because they are separated from God that they're cursed that they're now they have to toil. Another word for toil, you don't use I don't use toil every day. Um, but another word for toil man is struggle. You have to now struggle throughout life. Why? Because now you are separated from God. You're separated from the purpose that you were created for. It's like taking that screw now and now trying to hit with a hammer. It's not how they were designed. The, it talks about that now there's going to be sweat on your brow because when you're working in the fields. Why? Because they tried to do it on their own. Sin separated them and they were no longer able to do what they were created to be, which was in union with God, working with him. Because before that, think about it. Before that, they were tending the garden. There was no mention of toiling. There was no mention of sweating of the brow. No, they had work, but they were doing their work in partnership with God, in union to God, that what they were doing was worship. But then sin separated. But thank God for Jesus. That Jesus then came because God loves you so much. 
that he took care of the sin problem. Jesus went to the cross, the grave, rose again, now taking the place of you and me so that now Jesus says to you, come all who are weary, who are overwhelmed, who are have anxiety, come to me and you will find rest. Do life with me and you will walk and you will find rest for your soul. Because of Jesus now, you and I, humanity can now get back to what we were created for. Moving out of toiling or being so exhausted, but instead walking with him, working with him and allowing him to cause what's happening in our life, our daily life to be in worship to him. And when it's worship, there is rest in worship. Because we were not meant to live a life apart from God. And Jesus fixed that. So now we can walk with him, work with him, watch how he does it. Because we are reconciled with God. Sin's not, not in the way now. You can come boldly to before the throne of grace. You can say, Jesus, I need you. I need you. I want you. I need you in this area of my life. Now you can find rest in him. As a life, as, as we live a lifestyle of worship in spirit and truth, that that's empowered of the Holy spirit. There is rest there in John four twenty three, We talked about this last year, going back to the well here, Jesus is saying, but an hour is coming and now is when true worshipers will worship the father in spirit and truth. For such people, the father seeks to be his worshipers. God is spirit and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and in truth. God wants us to worship him in spirit and truth, to do what we were created to do, to live a lifestyle of worship. A lifestyle of worship. When we live a lifestyle of worship, there is rest for our soul because this is how we were designed and this is what we were created to do. We were created in the midst of everything we do in life to be worshipers, to worship him. And today, because of Jesus, now the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. The Bible says that you are now a temp, the temple of the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God now lives inside of you. And Holy Spirit now will empower you to worship God in spirit and in truth. That he empowers you so that every aspect of, of your life can now be a sacrifice in worship to God. It's not something we have to do on our own or, uh, but actually just walk with him, work with him and allow God to cause those things to be worship to him. You know, in Romans 12, one, it says, therefore I urge you brethren by the mercies of God to present your bodies, a living sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. I believe we can be, we can allow God we can allow Holy Spirit to work in our life so that every aspect of our life isn't just for me or me, my effort, but that Holy Spirit can actually empower us so that now what we're doing, our daily life is not on our own, but it's in partnership with God and now as worship to him. 
When you live the life you were created to live, every aspect of your life is an expression of worship to him. And there is rest in for your soul. There's times of refreshing that come from the spirit of God. You know, in Hebrews four, in Hebrews four, verse nine, it says this, there remains a Sabbath rest for the people of God. For the one who has entered his rest has himself also rested from his works as God did from his. Therefore, let us be diligent to enter in, enter that rest so that no one will fall uh, through the, the, fall, the following example of disobedience. For the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword and piercing as far as the division of soul and spirit, of joints and marrow, and able to judge the thoughts and intents of the heart. I love that there, that there's a rest for you and I, the Bible says. And I don't think it's just a random coincidence that it talks about that the word of God is powerful. It's active. It's living. It's sharper than any two-edged sword. It'll, it'll rightly divide. I believe it's there because we don't have to force things. We can allow, get into God's word, allow his word to prune things off of us, to refine us. Those things, the self effort, you know, uh, trying to do things on our own. We can allow God's word to renew our minds so we can be a living sacrifice, allow his word to prune things off so that we can allow God to work through us and to partner with him. You know, as you, you do as Jesus said in Matthew 11, come to me, get away with me. Come to me. Everyone who is heavy laden, there is rest for your soul. Hey, I want to give you an opportunity. If you've never made Jesus Lord of your life, I want to give you an opportunity today. You can do it by just repeating this prayer after me. Say, Jesus I make you Lord of my life. Thank you for loving me, for giving me your peace. Thank you, Father, that, you, that Jesus died on the cross, rose again. I make you Lord of my life in Jesus' name. Amen. I also want to pray for every single person watching for God's rest, his peace for you. Father, I thank you for every single person watching. Every single person a part of Thrive Church. Father, I thank you that there is a rest. Father, I thank you that you have a rest prepared for us. And I thank you, God, that Holy Spirit would empower us to live a lifestyle of worship. Empower us that every aspect of our life that we can actually partner with you and in partnering with you creates uh, a worship towards you, Father. So I thank you for that. I thank you for uh, your rest, your peace in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, I want to encourage you. This Friday, September 11th, we are having a worship night. We're having where it's going to be extended worship. We're going to uh, seek God, have extended worship time for Holy Spirit to minister. I want to encourage you to, to sign up, register for that. If the link is going to be in the description. It's going to be great. And I believe that there will be rest for your soul at that night as well. No, we love you. God is for you. Have a great week. 
Thank you for listening to Thrive Church Podcast. We hope this message helped you thrive with God and thrive in life. We'd love to have you join us a Sunday soon. For more information about Thrive Church, you can go to our website, thrivecalgary.ca. See you next time.